Hey guys, welcome to the Turn 30 Podcast with Mary J, where we discuss all the things life has thrown at us since turning 30. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Turn 30 Podcast with Mary J. I'm Jay. I'm Mary. Hey y'all, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in with us as always. Um, Today, we really want to bunker down and discuss all things finance. Or I shouldn't say all things because- Yeah, I was going to say Intro, intro. (laughs) This is level one finance. (laughs) (laughs) Might be the prereqs to finance, but you know, just discussing where we are, you know, in our financial journey, our financial planning, our financial goals, all that. Yeah, we're just- ground level of just starting to try to figure out how to get a handle on our finances for the present and then looking forward for the future how to properly plan and like get our things ironed out and aligned for that so y'all this is I repeat, like we are novices, like, like we are on a journey. Okay. So a serious journey. And as always, we always love all the feedback, love all the engagement. This is the time. This is the time for all the tips, tricks, setting up wealth, generational wealth, today wealth, just all those hacks. We need those and DMs in the comments. Just yes. get ready to be on this. Let's with help us each other. Journey. Yes. Let's- <laughs> no, what I was going to say I don't even think about finances now. Like for me, like my mindset, I feel like when I was like younger after college, before I went to like swipe a card, it was kind of like, do I got it right now? Can mm-hmm. I swing that? You know, somebody invite you out for the weekend. They want to do trips. Can I swing that? I feel like now, thankfully, I'm a little bit more in a secure spot or I'm not, I'm obviously making decisions knowing I can swing it. But mm-hmm. the first that comes to mind is how is that going to impact X, Y, and Z down the road? Like if I have a goal, whether it's like a short-term goal six months from now or like two years from now, I know I'm working on something or I know whether it's like house, car, whatever. I feel like every time I'm going to swipe, it's more of a, how is it going to affect down the road? Not do I have it today right now? Does that make sense? Like, yeah, except that hella together and hella (laughs) mature. And I'm like, damn, every time you swipe, like, Major swipes, major swipes. Okay. When I was younger, it was like, how am I going to do this? And how am I going to regenerate this back? Like, how am I going to get this back versus, okay, now I'm operating instead of like, maybe from like a deficit and making it a debt. It's like, okay, maybe it's already there. I worked up towards, I saved up for it. It's already there. So as soon as like it gets, you know, removed from my account, it's removed, not removed. And I got to replenish. Like, how am I replenishing? Am I paycheck to paycheck? Like that kind Mm -hmm. of thing is what I mean. Like, okay, I can stand it to be removed from the account, but how is it going to affect my goals down the road? Not, okay, removed from the account because I want to have fun, but when is it returning to the account? Yeah, I understand. I understand. I think for me, where I'm at right now, I'm still very much a planner. I have impulsive moments, but I even plan for impulsive moments, if that makes sense. Like I know, let's say the holidays are coming up or someone's birthday is coming up and I know I'm going to want to like make a big purchase or I know generally speaking around this time of year, I usually, you know, this company always launches a new product or at least, I don't know, whatever it is. And I know that I'll be tempted to do it. So then I may try to start like stacking a little here, stacking a little there, just because I know my weakness and that 
in a month or two, I'm going to want to buy something. So I think I'm better with those impulses now. Cause like me in my twenties, I was doing a Miami weekend getaway. Like I was playing like the week before, three days before, <laughs> like my girl. And it's crazy because it's like, I didn't even really have the money like that back then. Yet I was doing Somehow reckless stuff away. like that. Yeah. Like it was like, all right, this might be my last dime, but you know, I, I always believe in like, experiences over material things i always just be like oh i'd rather spend money on a trip or i'd rather spend money like going out or something rather than maybe buying shoes or a purse so i always justified the nonsense in my mind but now i think i have a better like responsible hold on like said impulses if that makes so sense. we were the original yolo is what you're saying we, we were it was absolutely <laughs> a part of that movement we had to walk so drake could run all right i, I got you got you uh, <laughs> yeah no i mean but that's hella mature too even just like you say like being a planner and and like yes yeah, an impulse but it's not an irresponsible impulse if that, that makes sense that's like yes that's, that's not to be taken well lightly said, like, that's not because people <laughs> I, I know people now like mid-30s that are just i it is what it is like they they still and it's not it's not a bad thing to be in the yolo mindset but again if it's like you're gonna be struggling just to like while, while you're replenishing that then maybe yeah you know we got to figure out a better way to be impulsive like it's like we want to be able to live life to be impulsive because tomorrow's never promised but just figure out a way where you know last weekend's good time is not going to make for this weekend's like i'm struggling like you know what i mean like but where did you that didn't come out of nowhere so i don't know if it was like just learning from that potential struggle in the 20s and be like wait a minute i'm I'm hustling backwards or like where did managing finances where did that come from so a little bit of both things that you just said part of it was honestly just getting older and having been quite impoverished in my 20s you know not making as much as you thought you were going to or just getting like shitty first and second jobs and realizing how much life and adulting actually costs now in my later years I've kind of learned like okay I need to and also knowing more about myself like I know I like to travel I know that a vacation is mandatory for my life (laughs) like an annual vacation you know obviously I have a kid now and knowing that I have just certain responsibilities I've kind of understood that there's just a certain level of planning that is just going to be required to live the lifestyle that I want to live comfortably um predating that Though growing up, my dad was a big saver and definitely instilled in me, you know, having a savings account, you know, whenever you get money, you always want to put X amount to the side and, you know, save it for a rainy day. You never know what may come up or, you know, you may need to get something for yourself, a medical expense, like something may come up. So you never want to be kind of caught out there. I think that was really, really helpful for my relationship with money, valuing a dollar, understanding that, you know, you work hard for your money, you earn your pay and you want to kind of cherish your time. Like, like in this type of society, like your time equates to dollars. So I think that was a huge, huge lesson that I learned, you know, helped me to have, I think a pretty healthy relationship with money and spending not going too too crazy you know out here in these streets I kind of want to spit the question back at you as well definitely have been like mature with money from like 
day one even mm-hmm. like going okay. into college like in high school even like middle school I remember like saving like snack money or whatever and rather than you know take it to school and spend it on like extra lunch in case I was like hungry or whatever you know parents would give it to you for like I yeah. just like saving it because I knew that okay at the end of the year if I'm gonna want to get this like all all it takes for me sometimes in life I'm not gonna say it's, it's with every avenue all it takes is for me to get one no that I'm like I never want to hear no again if that makes sense so like especially mm. the no like you're shutting me out because I don't have the money to sit at the table or to just do x y and z so like I remember like fifth grade I think the fifth grade people want to get a yearbook and I think you know a lot of the parents are just like don't you get it when you're done done with school when you're like the senior maybe like an eighth grader but you know they always let you you could always buy a yearbook and you know you want to do like your peers everybody's getting a yearbook people were transitioning the way that my junior high was set up and then I wanted one of my mom was just like no and part of her no was kind of just like I'm not spending $90 on a book, like whatever. Well, you know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not doing that. And I was like, maybe you think we're going to do that now. You're going to ask one for all four years. Every year. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a no for me, dog. Like, and she just said the no. And like, it was like, it didn't make it. What It didn't feel like she was saying no to like, just shut me down. It really, I knew the no more so came from like, I just can't swing that like on a book for what, for a kid, like for what on that 90 whole dollars, like as a, just for backstory, number one, she's a single mom, my mom's an immigrant. And, you know, we was just struggling to survive in this, this potential middle class in a suburban town so that we didn't have to be in the inner city. So, and she also worked hourly as a nurse. So for her, she took the hourly because, you know, you get paid more per hour to have like no benefits, but that's what she needed to do for her to, to feed her two kids. So I was accustomed to seeing her struggle paycheck to paycheck. And of course, if it's like taking just a day off to go to like a dance recital or a couple of days off for like a family weekend, you gonna feel that with that next paycheck that I'm a couple of hours short. So mm-hmm. I think just from a younger age of seeing that someone be hourly, I, that's where my mindset came from. You go to work and get paid. You don't go to work. You don't get paid. So like knowing about like PTO, knowing about passive income, knowing about whatever, just meaning like it, the days that I'm not at work, whether it's a sick day or a vacation day, doesn't mean that I'm not getting paid. I, I really didn't know that idea literally until like my late twenties, because that's what I grew up seeing. And then my first job out of college, I took like an hourly position. So all that to say is like, yeah, that just took her in fifth grade for her to tell me no, when I really wanted a yearbook and I wanted to get my hair done for like cool dance or whatever. And like one other instance, I asked her like three times in fifth grade for something. And she said, no. And I was just like, well, just gonna need my own money then. So I, you know, obviously you're not going to work to my knowledge. You're not gonna work work as a 10 year old so yeah yeah any little time I got whether it was like Christmas presents birthday money new year like whenever a family slips something in a card I would save it up and I would save it up for whatever was my idea of my fun or my big purchase so maybe in middle school it was going to the dance it was going on a field trip or something like that Mm -hmm. um and then the same with high school anything that I wanted like when I joined like sports teams if I wanted to get like a letterman jacket things like that that you know you have to pay for I just started very early. My mom would see something. She'd be wondering if I was stealing. She'd be like, where are you getting this stuff from? And like, I think one time I literally said, I was like, oh, that's just from lunch money. And she, I could tell she kind of felt hurt by that. Like, no, I'm giving you that money to make sure that, you know, my child's not like hungry at school. They're not, yeah, you're not making me look bad as a parent. I don't know how many, how much portions they're giving you. And I know you're doing sports and stuff and you over here not using it to eat. And but I wasn't hungry. It wasn't like I was like starving myself because like I want to keep this money. I just, I was fine. And I guess rather than say I was fine, I don't need this money. I'm going to take it. I'm going to save it. I'm going to make smart decisions with it, whatever. Mm So I remember like being younger, her saying like, you're too money hungry too early. Life isn't all about money, but it's tough for her to say that to me. 
and I see you working like your butt off. Like I see her pulling like, you know, 16 hour shifts on the weekend, obviously in that type of position in healthcare, she's working holidays. So she's taking on extra bonuses and stuff like that for time and a half. So like you're telling me life is not about money, but I feel like everything she was doing was revolved about ha- around having money, being able to pay bills and right. have experiences and put your kids in like dance school and whatever they asked you for, it required money. So like, it, you know what I mean? It was tough right, for me to right. translate all that like into like, by the time I was like in college, did I need to be working two jobs in college? No, like- even the one job I really didn't need to be working. Like it, it just, to me, I was just like, okay, it can't hurt to have extra cushion. I opened my first bank account. I want to say like when I was like 19 and I just was like, okay, how am I going to like for anything that I want to do? I don't want to have to phone home for money. Can you put this on my, you know, my, my whatever card. I just want to do what I want to do. So yeah, yeah just- no, I definitely get that. I had a similar like mentality, especially once I got my first job when I was 15 couldn't tell me shit thereafter like oh, every yeah. everything was like <laughs> high school I, I, got job, my I don't know what i spent my high school money on that, that, well, i mean high school job was, i don't know what i spent that on yeah it's like getting my <laughs> like a washing set and like my nails done or whatever it was but it felt like like i'm in charge of my own finances quote-unquote even yeah. though it's what two hundred dollars or whatever it was back in those days you know. it felt good not to ask it's one thing exactly. if you're asking your parent and kind of being brave because they have it and you're just like whining because you want to get something like I want to buy these jeans I want to whatever because a lot of parents are they do want you to have that experience so if you can visibly see that it's potentially like at least me that's where I had that early maturity I, I could see that imposing on like a burden so I was like you know what it ain't enough for me to get my own money yeah I think that's a good point about you know not wanting to be a burden and and just having that level of independence actually kind of well leads me kind of to my next thought like what makes you feel in present day like what makes you feel financially secure or stable like what is your idea of of financial stability stability to me is being able to handle your bills and your personal goals without one being paycheck to paycheck and like feeling stressed the whole time you know what I mean like obviously Mm -hmm. some bills are going to be inevitable and then you want to set out time for yourself like you know you you should always be a a bill or for a better word like for lack of another word like you should put yourself on that same list of priorities of financial priorities as well so being able to meet those without feeling like stress that whole point that I was making about okay I could swipe my car without like I right, it's gonna be running low until the next paycheck or I'm gonna swipe it and when and, you, and you're mentally thinking what day is it when am I getting paid again they might be okay you might be able to swipe it and breathe easy and sleep fine but the fact that you have to think like what day is it when my next paycheck I feel like it gives that little bit of like I'm getting there but I'm not quite there so to me stable is just being able to handle those bills hey handle your personal goals without feeling stressed the whole time you know go to the grocery store and if you want to splurge or get a snack or if you just I don't know like it's okay to put something extra in the card that maybe wasn't on the list versus I got to buy by this list because I know exactly what I got in my bank account kind of thing like I've seen people you know take yeah. stuff out of the cart have I taken stuff out of the cart before as well where I'm like damn this this kind of added up target like this is how you get me every time but, but you get a little too <laughs> much dip on your chip target this is too much I was gonna say like we can't even talk about target because target is so out of pocket every time <laughs> but that's how you know I'd be I'd be wild out at target the fact that I got to catch my own stuff but like wait a minute now like yes. we expect this I expect that my total is gonna be you know dramatically different than what I came in here thinking but it's a little too much like I've yeah. taken stuff out of the cart before I'm like all right you're doing too much you're doing too much today like you, don't get much. ahead of yourself yeah exactly <laughs> so that's to me it's like stability like security okay. which and you know they're one and the same but I think yeah. security is really setting yourself up to not be so dependent on the active whether it's your active paycheck or whatever you know your source of income is but like 
what's coming in day to day. Like you have that savings account or you have whatever else that's just kind of just there and a cushion. And ideally, you know, if it's accruing and it's building along the way, great, but you have that cushion. So you have that, like that net to fall back on. You just feel secure, rainy day funds, car servicing, going on vacation, all those things that like I said, like I built up for this. So when I do go to spend it, it was already there. And that's, that's the whole point of why it was sitting there in that account is for it to be spent mm-hmm. versus, all right, I'll pick up a couple extra shifts. I could swing this vacation, but we ain't going to be with vacation for like a year or two, or I'm have to pull in some overtime for the holidays to make it back. So that's it. Like, it's like stability is like, okay, I'm stable enough to do this, obviously, but security is like, no, nah, like we, we have set ourselves up so that when that time comes, we are able to comfortably do this without like looking back on it. Okay. Well, I 100% agree. I have the same interpretation of that, like basically being able to pay your bills, the expected and the unexpected ones, and, um, you know, not really have them knock you on your ass. Um, But what I wanted to, to follow up with was like, do you feel that you are there? Like, do you feel like you're financially stable and, or secure at this moment my definite or or what I based would on want, yeah, yeah based what, on how, your definition and based how on I would like to feel mm-hmm. to be secure no okay do I like when I see myself in, like you know when you go to brunch or just in a setting or just whatever around other people when I speak to other co-workers do sometimes like I kind of like in my mind think like oh maybe I'm a couple steps ahead then I realize or I'm a little bit I got a little bit more cushion or a little bit more for uh, I'm just a little bit been a little bit more fiscally responsible than I realized because some of these like concerns that people are having, maybe I don't have, or, you know what I mean? So where I want to be, and that's the thing is you set your own goals where I want to be. I don't feel secure. Can I be honest in the fact of like, you know what, like you're okay. Like you're okay. Give yourself a pat on the back. You, you built yourself there. You made smart decisions in your twenties. You're okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously subjective and based on your own definitions. So do you feel like you're there? Like, do you feel secure? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say secure. I, I would say stable. Are you where um, you want to be? Like for at least like your no. goals? Like as, are you where you want to be? Okay. No, definitely not. But I also am super bougie. <laughs> like the <laughs> like what I consider to be a comfortable lifestyle might not be what an average, like actually living comfortable is. Like I, I understand that some of what I want is is a little bit not over there, the top there's, but there's <laughs> necessity there's desires if that's what you want and that's what's gonna make you happy yeah. that's the thing is like yeah. you like I, I said this like last season something that always grinds my gears is with somebody would be like must be nice you know oh, it's like oh must I, be nice to be able to da 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 and yeah. in my younger years you know I was quick with it I'll be like you yeah. just had another tattoo tattoos ain't cheap you got a fresh set like every week. You could probably get that fit. You could probably stretch it out for two, two and a half weeks before that feel. Like it was just like, <laughs> like but that's your, but yeah. Yeah. that's what you like to do from day to day. Cause people would see me travel nonstop, like, you know, three trips in a year and on some like, oh, must be nice between like either the type of job that you have. I had some people diminish it to when I had in, with my ex in my, in my marriage, like assuming that we, because we had a two income household, this is all of a sudden where it's coming from. Kind of like I'm, I got a cushion or something like that. I got some like mm-hmm. money from that situation. You know what I mean? Where it's like anything I'm doing is my individual goals in that sense. Like if, if you see me out individually and that came from my individual pot and you know what I mean? Like, mm. 
Uh, somebody said it must be nice to have two income household. I was just like, this is the exact life I was doing before I got married. And actually to a lower, like obviously when you got married, you got to compromise in relationships or any relationship you have to compromise. But yeah. when I was single, I was out here like three to four times a year. After I got married, I think I traveled once a year, if that. Like it was like every other year on like some type of friends, family group trip. And then maybe mm-hmm. the opposite year with my husband. Like, you know what I mean? So like that significantly changed. So it was just funny to me. I was just like, I was definitely out here in these streets way more. <laughs> Y'all saw me every weekend asking about brunch, where we at, at these lounges, after hour, after work socials. Mm, what a time. Yeah. Being a busybody, yes, seriously, what a time. But it just, to me, it like, yeah, the, my whole thing is perspective, like, little things. I remember we, like, I had certain goals and I'm like, all right, what can you cut out? Even if you just start small, it's like, how do you get like $10 a week? Just even something like that to the, I think once you see that you can do it, Mm-hmm. then you can say like, okay, 20 to $50 a week. But if you're thinking like, oh, every month we got to save a thousand dollars and that's something that you were doing before. It's just such a drastic leap that sometimes you do have to take those steps. And that's how I got to where I was at. It was like, okay, how can I just get by with saving $10 a week? Then it just grew and grew like a hundred dollars a week, you know, like two Starbucks visits y'all. And that's it. Like two Starbucks visits a week will get y'all right there. $10, like right there, like that $40 adds up. And something that you mentioned before about, your impulses and and planning for them. I'm the same way. I like multiply my calendar year by 10 when it comes to finances. One, because it's just an easy number. But like between like, what's my paycheck or what's this bill? Like if I know these are my monthly, like what I have to take care of, Mm -hmm. I like multiply it by 10. If this is what I'm saving, like if I put something away, you know, savings, whether it's like $20 a week or a set amount per month, I multiply that by 10 to be like, okay, in the year, this is how much I'm saving. Those other two months, that for me is like holiday season between Christmas shopping, a birthday, maybe a vacation. Those two months that I was supposed to quote unquote meet my saving goals Mm -hmm. rather than say monthly and do it by 12 and then feel like, damn, this month I didn't meet it or I had a card problem I had or whatever. That's Uh what helped me. I started doing that, I think, like my sophomore year of college. I remember doing that um, when I got my first credit card and then I like missed the payment and I struggled to make a payment. I was like, all right, this can't happen again. That, that was the whole reason <laughs> of having the emergency card, but I could, yeah. I used it for the emergency and then I couldn't pay the card. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, something has to change. So anytime I'm like, all right, what's my bill? What's my phone bill? What's my whatever? To also avoid like a checking fee, you know, my bank to the checking to the savings to make an automatic savings deposit every month, $300 comes out and it goes straight into the savings. So whether that, mm-hmm. and it started out back then it started as a hundred because the minimum, I just met the minimum to, to yeah, not yeah. get the maintenance fee. The mm-hmm. minimum was like a hundred, 150 or something like that. If you're going to do a, a transfer, because you have, you know, the banks will have those options. You know, everybody's bank is different, whether it's a direct deposit, it's a transfer, whatever. So transfer yeah. from checking the savings, the minimum is like 150. So I met that minimum for a while. Then I went up to 200 with it. Then I went up to 300 with it. And it's been that, and I could probably go up, but I haven't changed it, but it's been $300 every month, 10, 12 years ago. You know what I mean? And even just multiplying that by 10, whether mm-hmm. that's my vacation money, that's saving up towards a down payment for something. But again, like I said, those other two months, just kind of just close your eyes. It's Christmas time. It's vacation time. It's, yeah. it's holiday time. It's my birthday. It's it's a little outing, you know, a little splurge, a little splurgy splurge. That's um, really smart. That's a good tip because um, it definitely, I don't want to say it's like discouraging, but when you do have those like times where you just feel like you're spending, 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 and you're not saving to already kind of have that in the back of your mind. Like we already factored this in when we did our exactly. budget. Factor in the it's, budget. Yeah. Like I hate spending 
a lot of money. <laughs> like, not that I'm cheap, but I just like we're frugal. I like, hate yeah, like, cheap. I'm frugal. I'm responsible. I'm, yeah, I'm frugal, and I hate just like if it's in like a short period of time. That's more so what it is. Like if it's like a holiday season, like yeah. my birthday falls in the holiday season. My son's like the begin. My son and my husband are both like the beginning of the holiday season. Like it's just like a lot crammed in towards the end mm-hmm. of the year. So that's a good way to kind of approach it to kind of be like, come on, girl, you already know, like these two months are going to be a wash and don't even sweat it and like, just prepare for it. So exactly. And that's that's probably why I started thinking, why I started that way. It's my birthday's the same. My birthday's in the fall. So it's like right before the holiday season. So between doing something for my birthday, people like, let's go to dinner. Let's go do this. Mm -hmm. If I want to do a trip, right after my birthday, here come Thanksgiving. You might have to travel to go see family. You might have to host it right after that come Christmas and come New Year's and I'm like all right and I like to I like to vacation in the in the late winter because you know between flights being cheap and when it's cold I'm gonna go somewhere warm so for me it's like that that entire winter season is a wash like all right you just spending money all winter like yeah yeah you gotta stay warm and cozy your energy (laughs) bill is higher your heat bill like in general the winter season is just it's just a heavy it's just season. more so yeah, I, I lead up to it. January to like or like February to like October you just lead up to it and hit the winter season come if I want to throw my heat on a little extra I'm throwing my heat on a little extra <laughs> yeah no nah, but this real though like you know you basically the point of everything that you just said is like you have to budget for your lifestyle if you know that you like to have the AC on blast or you like to have the heat on high, you like to travel at certain times of the year or whatever, whatever, you plan accordingly. And then the other important thing you said, which I do as well, and I've done for probably just about as long, automatic savings as well. Mm-hmm. And just like as soon as you get paid, money goes straight to the account. It never even hits the never even hits the checking. So I don't even... You know, I don't want to, and I've incrementally increased as I've made more. I was trying to like basically live off of the same budget, even if I get a higher salary or a raise or a bonus or something like that. Um, and then I try to generally speaking, save whatever the extra is. And then obviously now that I have a child, I have to save college funds and, you know, he has a savings account that I have opened for him and like obviously the just the expenses of just having a kid in general so I mean it's kind of funny that's exactly where I was gonna go like (laughs) you were talking before and I was like curious because of what we just said like Mm -hmm. do you feel because as soon as you mentioned the AC and that's just the adult in us talking right so I was gonna say (laughs) how did your views on money management and financial planning change between your 20s and 30s but you pretty much like just mentioned uh uh, you know between now especially with having your son but is there anything else that you feel like shifted with your views from like 20s and 30s and how you're I think the main thing was just going from, okay, I just got to make enough to pay my bills and just to get by basically living paycheck to paycheck to now having to focus on the long term. So now having to think about 20, 30 years down the line, you know, thinking about a college fund, for example, thinking about a house purchase, thinking about retirement, like being more long term oriented with decision making. That's definitely the biggest difference and and takeaway from that. So um, yeah. What about you? I mean, I kind of get an idea of of you as well, but what what's the difference? 
I don't think my views have changed, like in terms of the importance of savings mm-hmm. um, and, and having that and, and just having budgets and allocating funds. I think mm-hmm. obviously what has just changed is where my funds are going. So like the same, like how you right. had mentioned how you try to, even with, um, as you get older and you're just a little bit more experienced and you go from job to job and your pay increases, I've always kept that same budget. So like I said, I could probably go up in the amount that I'm saving per month, but that's like the bare minimum because it's an automatic. Sometimes I forget about that. There's an automatic. I mm-hmm. do a couple other things with my bank card because with my bank, they have a keep the change. So they'll round all your purchases to the nearest dollar. So that mm-hmm. whatever they round it to goes into your savings account. So like every time that's you swipe the card, if I swipe the card 10 times a day, every single time, it's probably like 50, 50 cents to almost a dollar that's just being rounded on each purchase, not just like a daily total. So mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that. And then like, I consciously save as well. Like I, I try to keep like a minimum, like in my checking. So like, if I got a little bonus or a time and a half, whatever, like, I'll just kind of know like, oh, okay, I have more sitting in my checking than usual. Let me just transfer it over to like my savings. I have a second bank account. And how that happened was just when I was away at college, the the bank that I had when I was like younger or when I moved after college, I should say, I I lived in Pennsylvania for a bit. Banks that were near there was not like the same bank that I had um, in college. And that was near like my hometown. So I had to open up another bank. So when I came home, not really close at all. Like I literally had to like drive like 15, 20 minutes to get to that bank. They were outdated for a long time. They didn't have like a drive up teller. You know what I mean? So it was mm-hmm. one of those things like, like you have to consciously want to go to the bank. So as soon as I got back home, I went back to my regular thing, but I didn't close that account. I was like, you know what? This is good. If it's not accessible, because I always wanted to kind of yeah, do that where like you have a card that you don't have in your wallet. If it's not in my wallet, I can't swipe it. So that's number one mm-hmm. how I started. I used to say to myself, I was like, all right, this car is not going in my wallet. Like, you know what I mean? And then even just keeping it closest bank that was 15, 20 minutes away ended up shutting down. And I was just like, oh, this gonna really be out the way and then I was like you know what that might be a good that's literally gonna be like your saving savings account that you don't touch mm-hmm. I, I literally I, I didn't link them so that I could like cross you know from one bank to that I never linked the accounts I had that because I think I had like anywhere from like five to 10% of like my paycheck going, like I split up my direct deposit. So that mm-hmm. was going there. And then I had my usual, you know, like we said, the, the automatic transfer from the check into the savings. So like, I just made sure that I was constantly saving, but I had been doing this since like, you know, my twenties. Anyway, I think it's just, what am I saving for? And what am I allocating the funds as I pay down debt, which is something I wanted to ask you about your focus. I feel like we we're talking a lot about savings and we didn't really touch into like how we're managing debt but as I would pay some stuff off like whether it was a car loan that I, you know a car that I had financed or one of like my student loans from undergrad as I paid stuff off rather than be like oh yes I don't have this bill anymore I can start doing some things I still operated as if I had that bill like I just kept that mm-hmm. same budget mm-hmm. so what I did is I started to increase that's how I went from like 150 to 300 and yeah. also like using my second account I was like okay that like 250 that you used to put towards whatever just transfer it over to your other bank account. Like it's still a bill that's, every month. Yeah, like, so I just smart. operate with the same budget. It's just that every time I'm like, oh, I got a discount on a phone or I got a whatever. Okay, my bill might be less. Yay, I'm happy that my bill is less. But the actual, like what I think is my monthly budget that I have to put towards bills, I've kept that same kind of amount over the years. So then that way that helped me cool. at, at the end of my that's 20s cool. when I was getting a mortgage. It, it just kind of helped me feel like it wasn't like a damn, a kick to the gut, like financial debt, you know, a debt in my mm-hmm. pocket. Like, how am I going to pay this versus like, I got this. It's just one more bill. I, that definitely got helped fill me up. And I didn't, it wasn't intentional, but it definitely helped build me. Cause I know how some people are when they get another bill, like, fuck, like I got another debt. Like I hate debt. I was like yeah. that when I was getting my first car. I never wanted to like 
owe someone money. So I didn't want to finance my car because I already had like my undergrad loans. I was like, I'm tired of freaking owing somebody money. Bro, so it's the I, worst. <laughs> I feel the same way. I was like, yo. I, but then I learned like, I don't know, in my twenties, I think I was good at savings because I was saving towards a goal, meaning like, okay, I want to get this car. I want to go on this vacation so that I would like drop stack and I would feel good that I could drop it because I saved for it. I don't have to replenish it. That was just like extra stuff that I saved just for that goal. Right. And I used to feel good. Like when I was getting my car, big old down payment, like I, I did finance it a little bit, but it, it was just like, literally like I financed just a little bit to keep a line of credit open. But I literally could have just like got the car and just got a cash because I saved a couple of years for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that used to make me feel good, make me feel good, make me feel good. And then when I got my mortgage, it was like a light bulb went on. Like, this is for how long? Obviously, you could always like pay it off, refinance, whatever. But the fact that I was getting a 30 year mortgage, which is like, you know, obviously another conversation for another time. But it made me realize I was like 30 years. I, at that point, I was like seven years into like my undergrad loan and my, I was overpaying mm. my undergrad loan. That's the mm-hmm. example I was giving. Like once I had, once I paid my car off, I was like, Oh, this little extra $200, just start overpaying, just pay off your school loan. You want to pay it off quicker. So at that point I was overpaying okay. it. Okay. I got the mortgage. And then I was like, Oh, going to have to go back down to the minimum for the school loans to help put some mm. towards, you know, the, the recovery mm. of getting a house and, you know, yeah. furnishing a house and stuff like that. I was like, okay. But again, that's me allocating the funds. I just pulled out from that little extra. And I was like, all right, I'm going to have to put this towards, you know, furnishing a house and stuff like that. But then I was like, 30 years? I thought 10 years was, you know, Son. that shit was like depressing that 10 year school loan. So when I got the mortgage, even though it's a little bit different because you're building equity and it's an investment, yeah. it still felt like it wasn't mine. It still felt like I owed someone. Mm-hmm. So I had to sit there and wallow a little bit and be like, should we have just paid a little bit extra with the interest and whatever? And not the 15 year, like we kind of couldn't between the down payment, what we physically had in the moment. But I was like, damn, should we had just dished out a little extra and just, just save a little bit more and not put ourselves in this predicament, yada, yada. And then I just, I just kind of realized, I came to the realization you're, there's always going to be a bill. Okay. I pay off the mortgage. What's next? We're family planning. Going to have a kid. Like, you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. always going to be something that you have to, you, you're not going to be debt-free ever. And I think once I realize that you'll never be debt-free, it's just about how comfortable you can sit in your debt. I mean, it's not a chokehold, if that means. Like, I can comfortably pay my bills and still live my personal life, if that makes sense. So once you get to yeah. that comfort zone, I think that's how we were looking at bills. Like, oh, one more bill that's just holding me down to from getting to where I want to get to. Where I want to be. Yeah, your financial goals and When you find a way to kind of work around it and be like, well, how can I get to where I want to be while realizing there's always going to be a bill. There's always going to be money that to be spent somewhere. Yeah. I even started looking at vacation as a bill. That is something that you owe yourself. So once I started looking at it like that, that there's always going to be a debt. You have a debt to yourself to have a good time. I love that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm just out here. Spending money. such a good like a positive spin yeah that's like a definitely like a good positive perspective on it and it's like a bill I owe myself like yeah so just like I save for the things that I need on the day-to-day like I need to save for this too and budget for this too yeah no that's I like that yeah I think um as far as like the debt stuff like credit cards I never like I hate credit cards and I really just use them for the sake of building and maintaining credit credit score and whatnot back in the day like when I used to just have one credit card it just was not enough credit lines or whatever so 
I use, I use them bare minimum, like maybe like monthly reoccurring charges that are minor or, you know, if I, if there's, I have car, all my cards have some sort of benefit to them. So if there's some, you know, reason why I should make the purchase on a certain card that I'm either getting money back or I'm getting some credit or like, you know, some, some type of deal with it, then I will use it. So that has never really been my weakness. I've always been very responsible with that. Student loans, Ladamers. I have undergrad. Well, I had, yeah, I had student loan debt from undergrad and then also grad school. My undergrad, I paid off. And so now I am working on my grad school. Grad school, I 100% used student loans for. Undergrad, my dad helped pay off my first two years. Yeah, so I'm working on that. I have refinanced twice. That was one of the good things that came out of the pandemic was when the when the um, interest rates went down, I refinanced again. Why am I today years old that I didn't know that you could refinance education loans? I when I hear the term refinance, I think of a house. I've heard oh. the term consolidate, but I didn't know. I know the I know the benefits of refinancing, especially if your credit score is better. Yeah, X, Y, exactly. and Z. Why am I today years old with my <laughs> Poppington credit score? My credit score was trash, and that's a, I'm sure that's another episode. <laughs> Talk about that. Rebuild it. My credit score was trash back then. I just anyway. Well, <laughs> this is the caveat. It depends if you have private loans or federal. Oh, uh, that's probably why. Uh, yeah, I, I'll look private. into it. At least somebody's going to hear what you just said, just like me, and they're going to be today years old, and we're going to look into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I consolidated a few years ago, and I went over to a private lender that had a lower interest rate. And then from there... I paid down a good amount and that's how I paid off my undergrad. And then the top of this year when the interest rates were low, I refinanced again. Yeah, definitely beneficial because my credit score, like you said, is a lot better. Um, my income is higher and like whatever, all that stuff worked in my favor. So that's like a huge focus of mine. Like I'm trying to get that completely paid off in the next four years. I also have a car payment that I am hoping to be paid off in a similar time frame. Those are like the outstanding debts that I have, but I too would like to purchase a home and take out mortgage. I came to peace with that as well, that being a longstanding debt and it is what it is. If I'm living in the house of my dreams, like I will gladly go to sleep every night with a smile on my face knowing that I have $400,000 of debt. Gladly do that. But that is like a financial goal of mine, like to be a homeowner. So I'm just trying to like put all the pieces in play to properly prepare our finances for that move. It's just like, there's a bunch of different between debt repayment, saving, budgeting, now us both trying to get into investing and trying to plan for the future future. I mean, are you, <laughs> are you planning for retirement? Are you <laughs> I was about to ask you for... the same question <laughs> before we even touch on retirement. Cause like, so are you, would you say would you say you're heavily, like aggressively, like paying down debt? I know some people like budgetistas and stuff like that, where mm-hmm. it's like aggressive, pay down the debt. You know, in two years, we paid down a combined of like 360K. Like I always get inspired by those. I know that's not going to be me, but yeah. are you aggressively doing it? No. Or 
Okay. I'm not either. I was just curious. because I would love to. And I'm so like you, I'm so enamored by that. And I'm like, I watch the videos all the time and listen to the stories. Dave Ramsey, people that follow his method of being debt free. Like, I think it's amazing and really cool to read about. (laughs) Yeah, to read about. I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, I I don't believe that anyone's ever, even when you pay off a house, I just, I don't feel like you're ever debt free. Cause I feel like, you know, you're going to transition to that age where you're helping your child out with what they need. So I just feel like money's always going to be spent. Like to me, when you think yeah, debt free, like yeah. I'm not spending money, but like, or I don't owe somebody money or I don't have to, but you're always going to be, so I don't know. I don't, in my mind, debt free does. It's just more the negative connotation of like debt where you feel like chokehold mm-hmm. like yes you could be free you could feel comfortable and secure i just don't feel like debt free obviously it can't exist once you pay off certain loans or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no but if you have the, the same mindset that you have that makes sense that you'll always there's always something to pay for that makes sense yeah. that makes i was sense. aggressive when i was younger i was aggressively paying things down once i realized that i'm always going to kind of have a bill i just got smooth sailing of like what is a comfortable budget what's a comfortable cushion mm-hmm. i can afford to say i spend this monthly and not feel like i'm wilding out and with the spending the expenditure is is also bills and i think sometimes like when you're looking at like when you speak to like a financial advisor you're looking at a credit report it's like your debt to income ratio or mm-hmm. it's like yeah. separated like okay what are your bills okay what's in your account how else are you spending your money to me that is a consolidated thought like i just like i said mm. my expenses include groceries just as much as they include a light and a phone bill it's just what are my expenses monthly what do i feel comfortable i know like property tax might go up i know whatever might go up next year if it does go up by a certain amount will i be able to like maintain that so what is like my comfortable yeah. cushion of monthly spending including fun times food bills loans all of that i just put that one number into a pot what is my comfort zone and anything extra throw it into a savings after I met my savings goal, anything extra after that is my little play money. Like maybe I'll go buy me something, but like first I have to like put something in the savings pot. I know like some people like they'll pull out a savings or they'll pull a less in the savings because they spent this this month. No, I got to meet my minimum for my savings. Just so I got to eat my bills. Just like you yeah. pay your bills, I got to pay my savings because that's a bill to myself, like I said. But yeah, I'm not aggressively paying down debt. It just It's just there now. I pay slightly above whatever the minimum monthly payment is. I'm just comfortable in my, my thing about retirement though. I'm not comfortable because I don't know much about it. I've realized how much I don't know about it because I just had this full pot thinking of, yeah, once I put in my little pink slip, my little paper of retirement, somebody's going to say, thank you for paying your dues and your service. And here's your little monthly check. Your older age. <laughs> I didn't know that that little check. I knew obviously if you have your own savings, your personal savings, you can have, that's your fun money in your mm-hmm. older age. Like I said, I didn't know whatever money the government is giving you. I didn't know it varied drastically depending on how you built it up. Using these years for a 401k, a pension or, or a IRA or a 43B, cashback, whatever, all those terms are very new to me because I have just learned that with my researching during the pandemic and having a little bit of downtime of like, oh, I have to actively put towards this. I, I thought that's what my paying taxes. I thought y'all taking out my paycheck to give back to me later on in life. This is how I literally mm. function. Like, so I'm just not learning. So I'm, I am, yeah, I'm sure I'm other hoping people... to retire at retirement age. That's the, the earliest I can retire 62, 65, whenever they're going to let me. Uh-huh. Uh, but it sounds like I, I need to, you know, 
go do some homework and circle back if that's my goal if that's the age that I plan to do it and do it comfortably because I too live a somewhat bougie lifestyle I look at more of it you have to just be happy like your mental your mental health is real so if for you it's eating out instead of meal prepping amen it is what it is like if that if (laughs) If you're yeah. literally cooking because you're like, oh, I have to do this, I have to say, but it drains you and you hate doing it. No, like your mental peace could have been somewhere else. Just go ahead and eat out and let somebody else prep that. It just, you know what I mean? Like if you want to get your nails awesome. done, you want to whatever. It's just about what you can swing without being irresponsible, but that's your day-to-day. That's your happiness. And yeah. that picture is going to look different for everybody. That is, yeah. Amen to all of that. Cause that is an ex- <laughs> a real life example of my life. <laughs> so how are you though? How are you working towards your retirement? Yeah. I mean, I plan to retire. Well, best case scenario, I'm hoping to retire early year than 65 because my husband will be retiring earlier based on his career trajectory. And so I'd like for us to be retired together. So I understand that in order to do that, and because I can't access government funded money that we will receive, we're, I'm going to have to have a good a good amount on my own. So, you know, of course, I, um, I have a 401k. I've had at every job that I've had, I think, since, you know, I was like 22, maybe. And then I always, I just roll them over to my IRA when I leave the job. So I have that, but I'm now kind of realizing like, okay, in addition to that, I need to be actively investing my money so that it can grow and it can work for me. And so that when I need to access it in 30 years, um, I have a nice little pot there sitting for me that I can actually live off of. So that's kind of where I'm at. What it, I too, like you said, like I too have a lot more information to, to gain about retirement, how to facilitate, how to live off of whatever money that I will have and all of that. So I'm like just starting to really think about that. Like I've had it in the back of my mind. It seemed like a distant, (laughs) a distant, distant time, but now I'm like, it's actually not that, not that far away, to be honest. And obviously knowing that your money needs time, you know, to be in the market, to really see the gains. Uh, so now is really the time. Well, technically should have started earlier, but whatever. Now is really the time to to really be planning for all of that. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. What I, <laughs> it just popped in my mind, what I do want to ask you about, because I see that you are so meticulous and on top of your saving and your budgeting and your, you seem to really have like line for line items of everything. How does that work once you start like really family planning and like throwing in a kid or two or three or whatever? Because <laughs> you don't have three, ma'am. You was the one talking about yeah, trying yeah, to have five yeah, kids. I didn't, have, <laughs> I didn't want to have five of each gender. That was back in my, I wasn't even 18 before I had that thought. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I'm yeah, what is the question? I mean, like, what will your approach I be? I guess know. to so everything. Many people just be like, kids. I know kids are expensive, obviously, but I think it's obviously the life that you lead with them as well. Obviously, like how we grew up, expenses are astronomical now. So I get it, mm-hmm. but we didn't really like my family didn't really grow up spending a lot of money like on materialistic stuff so like we did our back to school shopping we had like presents here or there but seldom did I own anything like name brand not to say you know and I'm not seriously like oh name brand is better but we just let's just be honest about you know when you were younger and now people just want to follow like a fad like you want to follow what's trending if somebody had this jacket you wanted somebody had this sneaker you wanted so my mom humbled us real quick so we didn't really have that and then from not having that I never I didn't go down door B of like when I get older I just want to spend on labels and I just want to whatever I didn't have growing up I want now in my adulthood to make up for it no I kept that same mindset of like I was just fine without it Mm -hmm. so we didn't like Christmas for us for those that celebrate that holiday is the family getting together for dinner they do kids like we do gifts for like the younger kids and I think that's something I'm probably gonna keep and you know as I get older um and have my own families like you get gifts up until you were like five maybe ten after that it was like the gift is just the presence of being here with family and celebrating I think my family kind of did and this is when I say family even like extended like my aunts and my cousins and stuff every household kind of picked when they would spend money. So whether they did it for their kids' birthdays. And so mm-hmm. somebody's like, oh, I got a birthday present. I already knew they, they're not getting a Christmas present. Like that was your present for the year kind of thing. Cause like my whole family just kind of grew up okay. together. It's like an immigrant family and a close, you know, we were all like within walking distance. We all like, you know, I went to my aunt's house after school. We just, you know, obviously like community helped each other. But it was just one of those things like, yeah, if somebody's coming around like, oh, I got this for my birthday. I already knew they, they better not get something under the tree at Christmas. So like for us, my birthday's in the fall and my sister's birthday's around the holiday season. So, and my mom's birthday's in January as well. So it was more like Christmas was like, okay, here's your gift, but that also counts as your birthday gift. You know, the same, you know, even now in the older age, like when I'll give my mom a Christmas present, it's kind of like Christmas slash birthday. It's a bigger present because I can, I can afford it, but mm-hmm she don't get two presents <laughs> like she get one your birthday is close to holiday that's all you get oh don't do us christmas birthday people i'm just like that. and that's how and she, <laughs> no, I mean, but she, i get you though i got you. with it like I, and then yeah. mother's day because it's like you could split the year in half like it's like mother's day so like versus like yeah if it's a, that expectation every single time and especially if your birthday falls in line with so many other times like whether it's valentine's or whatever and people feel compelled to splurge you're just going to constantly be splurging. So I, I definitely went with that mindset. I'm not a big gift receiver um, and I'm a practical gift giver. You know, people have always stopped to say, I still have X, Y, and Z, or that was very helpful. Like, you know, I'm seeing you, I'm that person now, like baby showers, I'm giving people like things to expand like their closet and like storage. I'm like, yeah, you're gonna get all these gifts, so where are you gonna put it? So I might get you a storage unit. You know what I mean? So I'm a very practical gift giver in my dating life and around my friends. All I have to say is I think- okay. I think as my family grows, it's going to be that same mindset of how do we reallocate? Like, okay, I may, I may have like this unlimited data plan now. Am I still going to need that? You know what I mean? How do I change up my phone bill? Maybe if we have like cable TV, maybe we want to switch to like exactly what people do now with the Who's and the Netflix and the Fire Stick. Like, I think that's just going to kind of be how I compensate. Do I expect anywhere from 500 to like a thousand dollars more a month is going to be 
bent, yes. But I think I'm also going to find ways to cut corners in my, you know, to just kind of keep that same budget is my whole point. Like, how do I keep Mm -hmm. the same budget um, so that I can, you know, um, make sure that my kids get what they need, whether it's like enrichment programs after school or sports activities and stuff like that. I know obviously kids grow out of clothing. So you just have to keep that in mind. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. mm mm-hmm. And I'm a, I'm a bit, I'm a couponer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, exactly, I don't know. But I'm, I'm yeah, getting to couponing nah, is my other thing. So I, I was, I was always a discount yeah. person. I'm here for like, you know, a little 10% off email or, mm-hmm. or whatever, a gift reward. Okay. That's what I'm spending. I'm a big like shopper around like these, you know, whether people are like, it, it's a scheme. I don't care. I shop around Black Friday. I shop around like President's Day. I, I'm a big person. I'm going to get me these electronics around you know yeah, president's day yeah. and i i don't care i don't i don't care we may not celebrate the holiday i can acknowledge that you know the only christopher that we know i get that part <laughs> but if it's a sale i definitely bought sale, myself the bed for Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a sale that weekend shorty is there once i like i said once i had a mortgage and realized how expensive it is to furnish just one room in a household i was like all right all right, I'm in here with these sales. I'm right here with these sales. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely going to be a huge part of parenthood for you is like working around sales, deals. There got to be some incentive. Like, yeah, I can't just yeah. be raw dog and throwing money out. Like, I need something back in return. And team hand-me-downs. Team gently used and team hand-me-downs. Bro, like, that's how we had it growing up. And that's how my kids going to get it growing up. I got so much stuff good quality like barely used hand-me-down stuff like for my son and ain't no shame in my game his crib his high chair his changing table like things that would have cost a couple hundred dollars and they have stood the test of time like I still have all of it clothes like and I've you know paid it forward and anything that I didn't use I've you know, I've given to to others as well. Yeah. Like, no shame in the game. No. But I will be knocking huge... on the community's door when it's time. I will be like, all right, yes, community, where's the community thrift shop? Hello, <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. But no, like I think at the end of the day with finances and, and you see how we're able to like laugh about it a little bit. Cause I know the days where I felt pinched and struggle. I remember like college, yeah. like, is this semester paid for? Am I like mm-hmm. with the major, I was, I was in a healthcare major and because we were going on to clinical sites, you had to have health insurance. So when my health insurance lapsed and it was like risk it and caught and my advisor actually caught it because you have to submit the paperwork. And I thought I was going to be slap, but I was going to be slick. You know, mm-hmm. when you're young, you think you slick and they know all the tricks that she pulled me in and thank God she wasn't one of them. Like, nope, you're off this program. It was like, what can we do? You know what I mean? It did, you know, it, it did, it did have to force my hand a little bit because I had to take out a little bit extra and like loans for that year to help pay for the school insurance or whatever. But it was a means to keep me in school. So like, all, all I have to say is like, I have gone from struggle town of feeling pinched, not knowing where the next source of money is coming from, feeling like you have anybody that you can ask either. Cause not like my mom had it. It's not like if I was having mm-hmm. you know, a rainy day, I could just dump on her, dump my storm on her. She can't afford a rainy day either. So I've gone from that to just how can I be mentally at peace with my choices and with my goals? My definition of retirement is something that's so funny. How like, I love that you said that, you know, you're wanting to retire earlier, what your retirement looks like for you and where people might think like retirement is this and retirement is that. 
I think people need to build, like, what is your definition of retirement? Like your definition of coasting easy. If you want to work until you're 70, 80, because some people can't sit at home, they're a little sure crazy. Fine. If you buy 45 or like, you know what? I don't want to be clocking in and out. I want to be making my, you know, my, my money work for me and passive income. Fine. So I think everybody just needs to find like their version of being debt-free and their version of being retired and coasting and feeling like life yeah is and living comfort yeah living comfortably I think that's so like subjective like the the goalposts move so much based on like we said jokingly like we're bougie but depending on your lifestyle what you want your life to look like what your non-negotiables are like what you need for peace of mind you know like whatever it is that you require figure it out budget and make it happen like it happen you deserve it if it's what you want you deserve it go for it that's your it's like i said bills 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 it's a bill to yourself your happiness is a bill to yourself exactly exactly obviously we understand all of this is easier said than done and we're you know, we're trying to add in some humor just to yeah. kind of laugh to keep from crying yeah. for some I people my but, <laughs> yeah like it's like listen the 20s i paid my dues having to pay 400 dollars <laughs> for obamacare <laughs> yeah like it's it's been it's been real it's like you you ideally you want to have your 20s to like figure all of this shit out so that by the time you get to your 30s all right now you have your to-do list and you're like I right, I'm trying to get this done pay this off get this and like be able to actually do it so yeah because they seem like big purchases like when you got this yeah. list, like yeah I've been in my career a couple of years now it's time to get a house now it's time to get the car that I want instead of the car that was like economical and it just seems like big numbers and you might feel defeated where mm. it's just wait how can I strategize and make this work how do we achieve this goal? And I think that's just, once you get in that calming state of like, we're going to get there. It might take a little longer than I envisioned. It might mm-hmm. take some, you know, asking for whatever, like, but there are ways to get there and we will get there. Like, don't let the big numbers scare you. Just start small increments and you'll get there. Small like you just have increments, to, exactly. Like there. your tip about $10, like whatever it is to, that you got to do, put it to the side. Also, there are like free financial advisory services randomly. Like my student loan servicer has like, uh, free financial advisors on staff that you can reach out to and you just basically oh, wow. tell them like whatever your goal yeah like I actually did a consult with one of them before and it was I mean it was helpful like you know for it being free like shit why not but I'm sure there's other there's other like free services that you can access it you know Google's your best friend I went to YouTube University to learn about a lot of financial planning stuff, a lot about investing, a lot about um, just like managing finances. Also to plug like a couple of other um, helpful websites like Credit Karma, obviously to get your free credit score, you can Mm -hmm. monitor your credit score weekly. I think they even have it daily now, totally free. It doesn't mess up your credit score at all. The financial diet, I, they have a YouTube page and then they also have a blog. I used to literally go on daily because their posts were everything. Money under 30, the budget Nista. Trust me, the resources are there. If you want to get your money on track or if you have something that you want to work towards, it can be done. You just baby steps. Exactly. Baby steps, grow those steps along the way and just watch it work for you and watch it bloom. 
you know, that's pretty much that. But I love like we're de- you're definitely gonna number one put me on in private, but also we'll <laughs> plug some of these resources and put us on as usual. You know, when you hop over to the page, throw some comments to us, you know, email, whatever, but just put us on as well. And that's the whole point is that there are resources out there, but sometimes you just don't know and you just literally don't know where to start. And that can just be what def- what just gets you defeated right off the gate. So once you mm-hmm. kind of feel like, oh there are ways and you know what I mean so that's what it took me which is figuring out ways to do it and we, like you said we just kind of want to pay it forward but we still have a lot to go or you know a long ways to go in our journey so yes put us on as well don't yes. we can laugh about don't it don't think that we don't think we good don't think we could yeah like we, we both don't. said put like we're on. still working towards financial security so trust me we are here for it all. So if you know our IG at turnt wet at T 30, the number 330 podcast. Let's take the conversation over there and um we will talk to you guys in two weeks. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.